Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, we are sitting down with Morgan Smith from Minnow, which is a children's bathing suit line. Yeah. yeah. And we're just going to learn all about her process and all of her fun facts, which she just shared with me, which I'm going to make her share again on air. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got to Charleston, all the good stuff. Yeah. So I grew up in Laguna Beach, California, and lived there my whole life. I actually randomly... um, I come from five kids, and I'm the only one of the kids that was born outside California. And I was born in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, um, where my dad was going to medical school. And so I actually always had this like interest and um, with the South, and I feel like I always felt this pull and this curiosity. And my parents think it's interesting that I ended up back here because, in a way, I went back to my roots of the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Um, but my family's all from California, grandparents California, like definitely generations there. Um, I just like kind of felt this pull where. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to, I mean, I love growth. I love challenge. I like being outside. And I think um, being in Orange County, although it's a beautiful place to grow up, I just felt like I had lived it and I knew it and I wanted to do something different. Um, And at the time, uh, I had started my business, Minnow, and it was still nimble enough where many of the positions were remote and I could move a lot of the team um, you know, some could say on the West Coast and Mm -hmm. I could build here. So really my goal pre-pandemic was to open an East Coast office. So have one office where we have a store in Newport Beach, California, and a lot of my team is in California, and then opening up an East Coast office here in Charleston. So with Newport Beach and Charleston kind of being these sub-market beach towns, um, really telling the brand story and things like that. Um, And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yeah. I opened a business during the pandemic. Yeah. It was fun. It was <laughs> awesome. So you actually, you do have a brick and mortar. I have, yes, I do in, in California. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how did you get started and to, what, did you already have kids when you started doing this? Yeah. So after college, um, I went to college in Utah. Uh, I went to BYU and then I moved to New York, got a job in New York, worked there for a while, ended up, um, my college, um, my college love yeah. um, came out to New York, proposed, um, we got engaged, and um, then ended up moving to LA. Um, and so then I moved back to LA, worked in LA for five years um, in kind of the corporate fashion world. I worked, you know, at Kate Spade and Guess. Uh, I was at Elle magazine for a little bit. Sorry, that was in New York. I'm blending. It's okay. Um, Nobody's going to fact I'm check. Bl- Don't I'm, blending, I'm, I'm blending the cities. Worked in fashion, basically, yeah. in New York and LA. And then when I had my first child, I always knew I had it in me that I wanted to do something um, on my own. Like, even when I would have these quarterly reviews and they'd ask, like, where do you want to climb? I always said, like, I see myself being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I think the frustrating part was I just didn't have the idea. And so often I think that entrepreneurs are like designers or they have their idea, but they don't know how to get it out there where I felt like a little bit in reverse that I felt strongly I could get it out there and I could go hard at it. Yeah. I just didn't know what it was going to be. Um, and then, so I had my first baby asked to work remote. Um, my company at the time wouldn't let me, I was working for a company called Bugaboo, um, and they wouldn't. They were a Dutch company, so I was traveling a lot. And so they basically hired me on as a contractor. And then from there, a lot of premium baby lines started to reach out to me to do their digital marketing. Um, And at the time, digital marketing was, like, very novel. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is, what, like, 10 years ago. And um, I was at Bugaboo, started to work closely with entrepreneurs and founders, and basically was just, like, 
I feel like I could do this. I feel like, you know, I had it in me. Um, so while I had the flexible schedule, we did a home exchange, which was like a house swap where someone came and lived in our house in Newport Beach, California, and we lived in London for the summer. Oh, so we fun. just like swapped. Wait, that's like that movie, The Holiday. It was like identical. Which I love that movie so much. <laughs> and it, I just like posted was it on Jude Instagram. Was Jude Law like, They're just waiting for me. And um, You're like, honey, stay yeah, outside. Yeah, Cameron Diaz opened, opened up her home. Yeah. Um, no, so I I had this flexible scenario. It was always like my dream to be able to just like move and groove more. When you're at a corporate setting, you just feel so stifled. And so it was a good opportunity to go do something like that. While I was over there, uh, London has like a huge children's offering. So like entire floors at Selfridges mm-hmm. or Harrods or these department stores, way more than the U.S., like where you'll get a corner in a department store. And then they have boutique after boutique. They just like very value. Yeah, they dress fashion. their children better yeah. than we do, yeah. basically. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much it. Actually, the South does pretty good. Um, but uh, so while I was there, we were going to do like a weekender to the Malfi Coast. And uh, I was looking for a swimsuit for my son. And it was mid-July, and it was so bizarre, like, what a challenge it was. And everything that I found was either slogans or sharks or cartoons. Right. Like, let it ride. I just wanted clean, classic, simple. Yeah. Um, And I ended up finding this, like, one-off on sale. And and it just got me thinking, you know, the beach is very much our life back home. I grew up in Laguna Beach. My son's on the beach multiple times a week. Like, you know, this shouldn't be such a fine. This shouldn't be so, like hard to come across. So that was my idea. I was like, I'm going to make these little boardies that go above the knee, kind of like little, like, you know, JFK. It's It's so cute. Like for my son. Yeah. And I mean, so often you see like what was out there at the time was shorts for boys that were like mid calf and they were like swimming in it. And it just, I just, there was this look, you know, I wanted it to be tailored. I wanted it to be this experience for the child that was like, and really what, what was on the market at the time is you'd either have children's clothing lines that gave like seasonal attention, mm-hmm. kind of afterthought to swim, or you would have women's swim lines that kind of did that mommy and me moment, but mm-hmm. it really wasn't, there wasn't a anyone on the market that I knew of that was a full offense for children's swimwear and really like specializing in that experience and like being niche in that category. So started with the boy, then did the girl. And, and like, how, yeah. and just like talking through the process. Yeah. So did you find like people that helped you make your patterns or your, get your fabric? I, so working in fashion definitely helped in terms of like having relationships and things like that. But it was fault. It was my challenge was then and still is always the creation of the product production. I would say that I'm more of a marketer. I'm an after the product person. I can sell it. I can present it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really passionate about the brand presentation um, and the experience that people have with the brand. Uh, creating the product, I have a vision and I know what I like, but it was definitely, definitely challenging. Um, but the first person that I met was um, through a friend that had had a clothing company and was a pattern maker in my area. So I brought her children's clothing samples that was like a shirt. And I said, I want to make this into a swimsuit and Mm -hmm. I want to add this sleeve and I want, you know, whatever it was. And then from there we took that pattern and then we made samples and all of the production, even up until the middle of the pandemic 
was in Southern California, like 20 minutes from my house. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was really cool. And then, of course, things, we still do a lot of production in LA. Um, We've had to shift in terms of quality and all that kind of thing with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like people just weren't showing up to work. And um, I get that sometimes here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was a struggle. We're like, believe me, we want to keep our we want to keep our production yeah. in the US, but we just can't get people yeah. to make our stuff, you yeah. know. Um, but so of course we still partner with like premium factories that have like pristine working conditions and all of that's like a really big deal to us. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because we had Hart Haggerty on here. Yeah. You know, Hart, oh, she's yeah, so yeah, great. Of course, and it. she lived in China, right? And she was saying like they do a lot of work there and she's like, you know, it's not like what you were saying it's like the people that they work with are like ethical and they're supporting families and they're like a lot of them like women run businesses and she's like that's not necessarily that doesn't branded as bad Mm, yeah I think I think think there's definitely a miseducation of like global and like um factories and a lot of times they're actually so much their equipment can be more sophisticated it can be just these pristine tight working high regulated situations where some of the, the factories that I would show up in LA I mean it's piecemeal. So it takes seven vendors to make a suit. So you'd have a different cutter, a different pattern maker, oh, yeah. a different sewer. And it, 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 you know, they blame each other. And I mean, as much as we, there's just a lot of challenges that it's not just like a stamp made in USA. Um, and then I also think like, same, like we, we have a factory that makes our boardies in Vietnam and they're these two like adorable Australian moms and all the scrap fabric goes back to the local orphanages. And mm-hmm. like, there's so much to be said there. Sometimes it's just hard to share the whole story. Yeah. I hear you. So tell us a little bit about like the brand, which you kind of did, but yeah. your branding is beautiful. Oh, so so is that something that you loved and specialized yeah. in? I just like from the get go, like coming out with Minnow, I knew that I wanted the branding to feel elevated, to feel not kitty or cheesy. Or and I think what was also on the marketplace is a lot of times uh, people would design for the child mm-hmm. or like the brand experience. It really, it's like the mom that's appreciating it and buying it mm-hmm. and dressing her kids. So, um, yeah, I just wanted it very clean. And minnow itself is a cute, cutesy word. So I wanted the branding to play against the cutesiness of mm-hmm. the word and to be like just ultra clean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like all of those little details from the get-go, even, I mean, I self-funded it. I um, were just so important to me in terms of like, you know, from day one, we had these like beautiful little swim bags that the swimsuits went in and they were u- reusable wet bags. And like just the brand... I think part of its values yeah. and like has always been thoughtfulness and details. And then I, I was, I felt great. People appreciated it, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't know that they would at the time. Yeah. And, um, so how did people, how did you start? Like, cause a lot of people that listen are like, you yeah. know, kind of young and getting into doing things for themselves. So how did you start spreading the word? Um, in terms of getting it out there. So what I did before I was in digital marketing kind of PR world and Bugaboo was a premium children's it's a stroller company it's a Dutch okay. it's a Dutch I feel brand. Like, I'm like I heard yeah. of this okay they make car seats and stuff too they do they they just like I, no they don't but okay. like it's not worth it you'd think that okay 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 <laughs> yeah um, oh are Bugaboo's those the ones that like, like lay flat baby. so Bugaboo's Dutch and they're very into like their performance they didn't even want it to be called a stroller company they're very into design never discount like and they did collaborations with Missoni and Andy Warhol and they really position themselves like different than like a baby brand mm-hmm. and for me that was really like eye-opening and interesting a it taught me like 
don't discount. Mm-hmm. Like hold your brand equity, hold your brand. Carter value. says that all the time. She's like, yeah. we got to start. We want to finish. Exactly. Cause I'm like, give it away for free. Let's get people in the door. She's yeah. like, why? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, we, we discount twice a year. It's just a weekend. It's not during like prime mm-hmm. time. Um, that's what my friend Jane Pope, who owns Jane Pope yeah, Jewelry, yeah, she course. does one and I think it's in October. They do one sale a year and it's like bananas. Yeah. And then people know that they know. And then they hold, and like, we have this whole resale community online. We have a Facebook group with over 5,000 members that resells their minnow and they know like resells a child swimsuit four years later. Wow. And that, that's like that, a cult following, but that's the power of like brand yeah. and like holding tight to what you believe in. And of course to your quality message, like that this suit's going to last like multiple children and hand it down. Yeah. It's like a course, like it, I mean, even just the way that makes you feel over like a gap or Zara suit. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I got it the way I originally got it out. So my background was in like PR marketing, things like that. So I really did utilize my relationships as you should. Yeah. And I was like, remember all those favors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember all those strollers I handed out? And like, and my first shoot, like my videographer did it gratis. Like my, my, um, my, the, the stylist I had, I mean, everyone just helped me out. And, yeah. and, and I still, of course, always think back and only can hope to like pay it forward. And I think so much of your journey, like there's just so much good that people do for you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it honestly could like make me emotional thinking about like all the people that have helped me out along yeah. the way. Um, but yeah, I am definitely scrappy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good because you you are very co- sweet too. Oh, you're nice. But... Well, you seem sweet. Yeah. I only I'm only known you 20 minutes. <laughs> There's but... fire too. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> so with the branding, like I think those are really good points. Like stick to like your initial. Don't like dumb the brand down. Yeah, and. I think what you said too is like a lot of kid lines, they're trying to sell to the kid, but the parents are the one that's buying it. Yeah. And that's true. I'd like try to force my daughter into wearing things that I want her to wear. Yeah. And she is. (laughs) It only lasts so long. She literally wants to wear these pair of leggings that look like she's going to the strip club. Of course. And like a shirt that is like down to her knees. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, I know. Wait, how old? How old? She's five. Those are my twins right there. She's coming in early. (laughs) Yeah. She is. So cute. She's funny. So cute. Um, but yeah, especially. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, especially girls too. I feel like they're, and I mean, our, our aesthetic or our is just classic and like timeless. Babies are meant to be babies. And it's interesting being a California brand. I think a lot of people actually thought I was from the South, even though I was from Mm -hmm. um, Laguna Beach. Uh, because, but there's just, to me, I see it as like a cleaned up version. Like I love traditional silhouettes. Mm -hmm. I like, um, but just kind of like a cleaner version. So do you think you'll open a store here in Charleston? Um, we're talking about it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And I, I, yes, I think you should take the right opportunity and the right like place and, you know, waiting that out. We just actually were looking in Dallas and Palm beach in the last couple of weeks for stores there. Very cool. Yeah. So do you like, and this is going another layer, but like, do you have someone that scouts for you or do you go down there and do it? You know, I do it because also too, it's like a personal interest. Mm -hmm. I think so much too with the brand and like, even this is something I would say to people like, I grind and I work hard, but I like, I genuinely like am into all this, yeah. you know? Same. And so I think there's just like, there's this like something inside you. Like I like, I like staying up till one. Like it's not, once you find like your thing and what you love, mm-hmm. it's, it's natural. And especially with the children element, um, it's so much a part of 
my life, my kids going to the beach. So much, it's just authentic and it's organic. Mm -hmm. So I also think that story is natural and people pick up on what's authentic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? I totally agree with that 100% because I have worked with people that have been in fitness but haven't been in fitness. Yeah. They're like, oh, I just bought this franchise. Oh, for sure. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? And people, <laughs> people can like smell that. I feel like people send like so much of like that. It's the community building yeah. really. I mean, and that's what sets us apart. That's what sets your brand apart. That's what is if you're able to build this community of people and that have trust in you and trust in your brand and, and trust in your product, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's always trying to protect that. So how do you, if with, you said like you have your flagship basically in California. Yeah. How, do you just hire really good people? To, like, can you tell them like trying to yeah. like, you're my oh, mentor now. Yeah. I said the girl was last <laughs> yeah, week, yeah. but now you are. For sure. <laughs> so I have, I have an amazing like retail, um, consultant that oversees that store. And I mean, truthfully, of course the store would be, and we have store manager, of course the store would be a lot more profitable if you didn't have that position. But then I look at it like I wouldn't have that store if it weren't for her. Well, you got to spend money to make money. Exactly. So all the time, like when you see the year end PL, you're like, well, but you're like, it, it, like it, I don't even think about it in terms of a headache. Of course right. I think about it because of her. Right. You know? So I think it's, yes, allowing that like space to be like, and I also believe so much in like content plays, brand experience, and all of that can come back. So maybe even if the store isn't this like insane cash cow, like the halo effect Mm -hmm. of, it's like a test lab. We see what works in there. We we connect with the community in there. We do events in there. like, Like there's so much more to get from it. And I think I've always been like that. Like I've had friends that have brands and they're like, I just pop ups just don't make sense because like by the time that like I go and spend on the hotel and then your sales and I'm right. like, it's the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I just like maybe you just want to go. Like I remember too, we did this pop up in um in at the Montage Maui and and uh, my husband like made a joke, does this sell enough suits for this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I just believed in it. Yeah, I believe it's an all a build, like all of those moments. Well, it's like energy. I mean, money's energy, but other things are energy towards, you know, like momentum and the brand. Exactly. Uh-huh. Do you guys have a big online presence though? Yeah. So we are, um, we're 92% direct. Okay. So like definitely. And then we do have wholesale partners, but most of it's pretty strategic in terms of like, um, yeah, just more thoughtful about who, who we team up with because we are so passionate about our brand presentation mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't want it just like shoved in there. Yeah. Which is be yeah. hard to find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in 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 yeah, in the kids' world, you know, just trying to protect that brand protection is just a big part of like who we are. Yeah. So what are the so the team that you have here? What, do they mainly help you with the inter the web the internet? Yeah. The website, the, the interwebs, like that. <laughs> that thing, <laughs> that the worldwide thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So a lot of our team is remote, and that was also a nice shift with COVID. Like. We that didn't impact us too much in terms of culture because that was already pretty much how we were operating. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I have a product manager. So we meet together on like samples coming in and like very design product development related. And then I have a, a, um, a graphic designer, a social media coordinator. Um, and then I have a couple girls in Charlotte too that come in quite a bit. And then... Um, so how yeah, many people, kind of how many people altogether? There's about 20. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then does our, your husband help too or he doesn't, he has his own 
We're be- we're better. Yeah. Like me. Same same with me and John. <laughs> like, you do you. Whenever yeah. John like tries to get in, like when we're doing leases or negotiating things, him and Carter actually work better together. I'm like I turn into like the petulant child that's dealing with their father telling them they can't have a spend the night. That's hilarious. I'm like you don't get it. You, you don't, don't know my business. No, no. And then I'm like <laughs> fuck. He's right. He's totally. <laughs> yeah. We like definitely have like thought about it. I'm just like. He's like, and he's so great with, he's so patient with the kids and he's just a slower mover, you mm-hmm. know, where I'm like, this needs to happen yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think just in terms, it's just good for him to have his thing, but, um, so, okay. So yeah. you, did, were you attracted to Charleston? Like you were thinking like, you just drive right past Winston-Salem and just keep yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's there. Um, so we did like, uh, this was a year after we launched the Pran. We did this like minnow road show. And it was mostly because I wanted to see all these cute little seaside towns. I think so, that's amazing. So I was like, let's just make like a whole tour out of it. And it was like, again, kind of self-interest. Like, I want to see Watch Hill, Rhode Island. Yeah. Like, you know, just these places that like as a West Coaster are really hard to access in like a New York trip, mm-hmm. you know? So we flew into Charleston and Charleston was our very first stop. And we did like, I think it was eight pops all the way to Maine. So and- did you just pop up at people's stores? Uh, we popped up at Skinny Dip. That okay. was our, um, and it was my first time to Charleston. And honestly, I worked pretty much the whole weekend, but I just like had this feeling as so many of all of us have. Yeah. It was special. It, I definitely could see myself living here. I remember someone drove me through the old village and I just could picture myself there, yeah. you know? Um, and then we did an event with baby eaters at Molly Fanning's house. Mm-hmm. And I was just really blown away by like how supportive everybody was and how encouraging and how kind. And yeah. it was such a cool community. Totally. Um, and so I never really got out of my head. And then, um, when, right before my, my son was going into kindergarten. A lot of just things like, you know, we were, got out of our house and then my office lease was up and my car lease was just, all these just different things in line. It's like, like pushing you out. If we're going to do it, it's like now or never. And the discussion was between my husband was interested in Nashville. He's like into music. And I, I was interested in Charleston. I'm like, I have to be on a coast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so he was down too. And so I moved, he flew out here and like FaceTimed me like places live. I knew no one. I mean, besides, like, kind of um, maybe some work contacts, yeah. but not, like, um, and I, I, the only time I had ever been here was that work weekend, and then the next time I flew here, we moved in. Wow. I know, yeah. So you bought a house in the old village. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we rented for two years, and then just to see where we liked it, but then as the pandemic was happening, we're like, we should have all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so now we're a builder, there. and it's like bananas out there it's right now. Cr- it's nuts. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, I even remember when we were moving to Charleston from California, people were like, oh, you're going to get, think of all you're going to get, like some sick house on the water. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. not cheap. Yeah. yeah. Charleston don't play small. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. No, I mean, yeah. It's cool. So, and how, how old are your kids now? They're two, five, and seven. You said that. And okay, so how do you manage it all as a working mom? Yeah, it sounds like you work a lot. Yeah, it's honestly people ask like, you know, is the business grown? Do you, do you work less? And it's opposite. I mean, the more it grows, like just the more you take on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't initially work full time. You know, it kind of just grew. Like I've, I would have childcare like two days a week, or I'd work during my first nap, my first child's naps, right. and at night and all that kind of stuff. And now, um, so yes, I have childcare. I have childcare. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the two are in school in the morning, and then one I have them in, um, it's like nursery school kind of. And then um, in the afternoon, I have a nanny. 
Yeah. Yeah. And even so, like when my mom comes into town, she's like, you need more help. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I get it. I feel like yeah. sometimes I, the woman that works for me, she's amazing. And she like, I, she's like a house manager, basically. Like, I'm yeah, like, just help me with other people. And okay. Things that's and, exactly the title that I said. I was like, I need a house manager. There's just so much, like three children's laundry. It's just so hard to keep up. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Coastal Collective. Coastal Collective is the best in town when it comes to skincare and wellness. If you're looking for a more boutique atmosphere, um, they are absolutely awesome. The people that work there are super cool, super laid back. They have the newest and most effective lasers to tone, tighten, and brighten the skin. They, of course, have the usual Botox and fillers you would expect at a medical spa, but evaluate each client based on their own personal needs. If you've been there already, then you know this ain't your mama's med spa. Use the code THEWORKS for 15% off any service. Yes, 15% off Botox, lasers, any service you want. You can find them at CoastalCollectiveCHS.com or at CoastalCollectiveCHS on Instagram. Tell them we sent you. I actually got some really good advice. I went to like a life coach, right, when Ismina was just starting to grow. And because it was a re-roll too. Like me and my husband come from like traditional backgrounds like we thought that you know he does this mm-hmm. and he like I always thought my job was going to be like the project and his you know right because we both came from households where the man worked and my mom did work but like you know just yep and it, I think that those those re-rolling like it's really can create like uh growing pains mm-hmm. right because you have to like really change and like shift your identity not just him not necessarily being full force but it's also me, like I saw myself being at home with my kids all the time mm-hmm. and, and then I'm really enjoying business and I'm enjoying working and you feel this like pull at yourself. Yeah. Um, but this, I met with this one woman and I remember she said like, you know, stop kind of trying to get more out of your husband, like, and get yourself a life wife. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that. I made all things better. <laughs> it's it's actually true. I worked for a family when I was in college and the husband, I'll never forget, she was like a really high-end designer in Raleigh and he was an anesthesiologist and I don't even know what we were talking about one time, but she was like, some, they had one little girl and she was like, you have, she's like, this is why you have girlfriends yeah. because you can't like put everything on one person uh-huh. and like, if you don't get it back, like be miserable. For sure. You and know? just expect that. Yeah. And it's like you both come into the relationship with what you think is a marriage or what you think is a work relationship or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know? And I also remember a boss at one time telling me, like, if you have two people with two careers, like, one's going to take the freeway and the other one has to take side straights to make it work, like, for the kids. And I see in, in mine and my husband's relationships, there has been different times where, like, I'm on the freeway and he's, and, like, I've been on side straights. Mm-hmm. Like, we both, you know, I, I don't think just, it's ever just, like, we've arrived, this is the plan. It's, yeah. like, push and pull. It always changes. Totally. You know? I know. I have, like, this thing that I have to do with, like, with my kids, because they're three, I have three kids, too. Yeah. And, like it's a like a quality over quantity. Yeah. Like I try to do like on Thursday. I'm taking my oldest son. We're going to see the Cirque du Soleil. Is here? Yeah. Oh wait, I'm going to that. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm taking Waylon, my oh, oldest, fine. who's eight. And I was like, well, do you want to bring Della, who's yeah. my girl twin, just because she would love it? And he was like, do I have to say yes? And I was like, no, oh, you don't have to say yes. That's cute. Yeah. I was the like, you can, you can say so. no. He's like, can we go to home team and eat wings and then go? I was like, absolutely. Oh, fun. <laughs> I love so it. So fun. But the one-on-one's so special. It really is. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, you said you have a seven-year-old and yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, like eight, like he's just becoming like a little dude, like he's starting to smell. Crazy. And I'm like, and just the stuff they're like learning. Me. I'm like, yeah. I know. Stress. I know. And they're so, yeah. so sweet. Um, so do you have any advice for someone who's just starting out? 
I, you know, I do, I, I kind of just think like not overthinking it, which seems because I'm definitely like someone that thinks things through, but like, I think just like starting, like just going, just getting into it. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people come to me, their ideas and they're weighing it out and it's like a year later and they're still talking it out and it's just like, just do it, just you do know? It. And then you, you figure it out along the way. And so much of the mistakes turn into like beautiful things, you know, mm-hmm. that I think you don't know or you don't realize until you're like moving and grooving, Yeah, you know, like things that like, it's just hard to plan or prepare for any of that. I don't know. Is that? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And I think I'm the opposite. Yeah. Like when I came into, when I sold my other business and started this, everyone's like, well, what's your business plan? And I'm like, yeah. you're looking at it, baby. Yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that for me is why it has been, it's, I think our businesses here in cycle, it's, 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 not as scalable as a product clearly. And that's where we keep coming getting stuck. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, what if people, what if it it becomes just like another run of the mill, you know, like, so I keep, but that's good. Like maybe we just need to just do it. Mm -hmm. Stop talking about just do it. And like intuition and the gut plays like I, maybe that's oversaid and a cliche, but it does weigh into so much. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just like, even with the retail space thing, like, you know, they, retail's scary. I mean, we just came out of a pandemic. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of decisions like that. You just, like, feel it, yeah. you know? Um, so I think it's just listening to that. And then persistence, you just keep mm-hmm. on. Like, I, it just, yeah, I think some of that, like, gritty scrappiness is such a part of it, totally. you know? Yep, I agree. I was my a good friend of mine. She owns Hamden and all those stores. And, I mean, she's like, the pandemic was not mean to me. Yeah, it's awesome. So, you know, I think it's it's it played well for some. And then I think people were coming out of the pandemic and like, I want to go do something. Mm-hmm. I want to buy a dress and feel yeah. pretty again, you know? Well, I even too, a lot of time, times I tell my team, like, we'll say we were on a call with our digital agency and they're like, well, 2021 isn't what 20, or 2022 isn't what 2021 was within like the dress. And we're like, well, we're going to be the exception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I just don't like that type of energy, you yeah. know, or like, Someone also said to me once when before I was going to that, it was in the middle, it was October 2020, signing a lease in California. It's just like nuts, you yeah. know? But I had an advisor say to me that like opportunity exists when fear is present because it's like you being the one that has the courage is going to like come out, Yeah, you know? Yep. So... And whenever you, yeah. and, and you, you know. work hard for it, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, for so, sure. So do you, what's your favorite way to like market or promote? Like, do you think print, Instagram, what works best for you guys? Um, that's another thing I, I talk to tell people is like, I kind of just holistic. Like I, we are trying to hit all the boxes and even though one monetizes more than the other, I believe that, that this kind of like full circle approach that people are seeing you everywhere, that people are feeling the momentum, that people are like getting that energy from mm-hmm. you, that it's just positive. Like even if, you know, we're doing an event, like, yes. So kind of it all, like Instagram, we do performance marketing, SMS has mm-hmm. done well, um, email because that's your really owned it's like really your only owned channel these days Mm -hmm. because I mean even though Instagram has been such a great platform for so many of us for so long like who knows the future of it and so I think like always like diversifying and trying to like hit the whole circle I would say yeah we do no I think that's good because if you put too much energy in one place you're missing a whole market yeah and we did a catalog for our first time this year for spring which is like you know that sounds like very antiquated and almost dated but um I don't know like let's try it yeah so did you mail them all out (laughs) well I mean we you hire kind of this like company that 
they actually like buy lists. It's like a whole. Yep. But um, it was interesting. It was a learning. I'm also like a tester. Like yeah. I definitely, I get bored in doing what we've done and I want to like try, 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 try. Yeah. But that's good. It's yeah. innovative. But um, my team's probably like, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> they're, probably, no, they're probably like to grow, yeah. which is so good. Yeah. Okay. So now can you tell us a little bit about being on the show Laguna Beach? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I know. I know. Although, the, although you're younger demo, like I'm like vintage. I don't even know if no. they'll know about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I was 17, I was a senior at Laguna Beach High School, um, scouts from MTV came to our high school to start this show, and they pitched it to us almost like, okay, this is a, we kind of saw it as like a true life. It's a documentary of seven or eight kids' lives, and we're going to follow them around, and it was the first of its kind in that it was like a reality drama. Um, there were no confessionals, thank goodness. <laughs> no social media at the time, yeah. so I feel like you with that. Um, but it was actually shot really beautifully because most rally shows, what was at the time was like Jessica Simpson mm-hmm. and like um, where ours in the real world and all that kind of stuff. Um, I know, like, I feel like most of the audience probably won't know these. <laughs> I loved that yeah, show, yeah. though, so. Um, but ours was shot on film, so it had this, like, beautiful kind of, like, visual, and, like, Laguna is such a beautiful so place beautiful, yeah. that I think it really, like, captivated people. But we had no idea that it was going to be as big as a deal as it was, and then when I went to school up at BYU, and it, it launched and aired my first week in the dorms. And so there was no TVs in the dorms. And it, it was kind of crazy overnight, yeah. overnight. And I remember my like second night in the dorms, I flew to Miami for the VMAs. And here I am like 17 years old. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It was pretty You're crazy. You're like, guys, I'll be back. <laughs> and I was just like, people are like, where are you going? I'm like, uh, you know. That, that's crazy. Um, yeah, it was really fun because it was it truly was a group of friends. They so they so basically the audition process, they took 10 boys and 10 girls after school and we all met in a room. And then from that, they like narrowed it down, but we really were all friends. And, um, so if you went to school the year after, so we went, so that was college. Sorry. Yeah. So they shot it our senior year. Okay. So our school agreed cause they were going to get like grants from MTV to let them shoot on campus. But while the whole audition process was going on, that was the year of the Janet MTV sponsored the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and Janet Jackson had that like yeah. nip, nip slip. Yep. And so then our school pulled out. They're like, we are not going to be involved in this. Like we are not going to have our kids like be associated with MTV at all. Okay. But they're like, okay, well, we're still going to do the show. We'll just do it off campus. Okay. And so my parents, I was like a pretty good kid. And my parents at the time were like, no, we trust you to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they just followed us around after school. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> wild. But Isn't there were more crazy? than one season, wasn't there? There's three seasons. So then the second season was my freshman year in college. So and were they there? So they did come up once and I, um, but they did shoot a lot of the kids that stayed in California. So I was only on a, a couple of the episodes. Then kind of looked into pursuing because some of my friends were starting to pursue acting and like doing all the commercials and like remember the thing when you'd like go to clubs and like they'd pay you to promote it. Yeah, I didn't do it, but like that was the thing. Sounds like a really fun. That was like a Paris Hilton thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So I would fly. I flew to LA from Utah just to kind of like look into the whole agent thing, and it just like wanted me to drop out of school and like go to call auditions, and it just wasn't for me. Like I wanted to like study abroad and like be a normal college kid. Yeah. so, but yes, I, people, for whatever reason with that show, feel like such a connection. I don't know if it's something about like, 
I don't know. I still get requests to like talk on Bachelorette like party. <laughs> I mean, so. I like I watched it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it was it Is was it like way crazy to have someone in your face all the time. Well, you know, they keep their distance. Like, they're careful. I would say that it was unscripted, but it was directed. Like, they would say, meet at the beach at 3 o'clock. We're going to talk about college. And they definitely, like, will manipulate situations in terms of, like, take things out of context. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, I was super careful just because I was, like, a good kid. I was, like, the type that was, like, I don't want my grandma seeing this. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was, yeah. like, not one of the wild ones. So I feel like the um, screen time. Like, and some of it you just didn't know. Like, I remember for the pilot, like, we all met at a hotel and watched it together with our parents. And um, I mean, I would be so nervous. Yeah. It was like looking back, it was very crazy, but we got to do like such cool stuff. And, and for me, like it was just a fun phase of my life. It's not like who I am or, or right. my life. It was just like something fun I did. Um, but like we got to go on TRL and like all that so kind cool. of stuff Yeah, where, I mean, as a 17 year old, not only do you, did we get to do that, but we got to do it with our friends. Right. Like, and I think that was the part I feel grateful for because I think a lot of people, when they experience a little bit of that, it can be like lonely or, but when people say 15 minutes of fame, like I literally got 15 minutes and that was enough for me. <laughs> you had yours. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fun to experience, but, um, you know, it was kind of like, just check that box. Yeah. So, um, that is cool. Though. But it is funny. Like, I mean, even on, even on Instagram, if I ever like know a flash of followers, I'm like, they're doing the reruns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's coming on, you know? Yes. That is so, awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this was so fun. Yeah. Thank you I so much. It. Thanks so much for having me. Will you me. tell um, our listeners where they can find you? Yes. So um, you can follow at Minnow Swim um, on Instagram or minnowswim.com. And then my personal is at Morgan Smith. Awesome. Instagram. And what's your website? Did you say that? Minnowswim.com. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank yeah, you so much for coming. Thank you for, for having me. Thank so you fine. guys so much for listening today. Please rate us, review us and share with your friends and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.